Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. So, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is in Washington, D.C. today um, to meet with, well, they call it the Three Amigos meeting. It is the leaders of Canada, the United States, and Mexico getting together for an annual summit. And it happened quite regularly up until 2016, and then um, they didn't happen. Donald Trump didn't want to hold them, so they were paused. They've resumed. This is the first time in five years. What's on the agenda? What are they talking about? Well, they have some key issues that they want to focus on, and our Prime Minister has a list that he wants to bring up. So let's get some insight onto the Three Amigos Summit, what it is, what happens, and how it works. We're going to chat with Dr. Donald Abelson, who is Director of the Brian Mulroney Institute of Government, Stephen K. Hudson Chair in Canada-U.S. Relations, and a professor in the Department of Political Science at St. Francis Xavier University. Doctor, thank you for your time this morning. appreciate you joining us. Oh, my pleasure to be with you, Shay. So this is the first so-called Three Amigos Summit in five years, as we know they were paused for a while there. So um, does that put added importance on getting things back on track with these three countries? Well, I think any time you have an opportunity, or at least any time Canada has an opportunity uh, to have an audience in the United States, in Washington, D.C., both with the White House and with the uh, people at the U.S. Capitol, it's important. It's, these are incredibly, uh, you know, partisan times, very toxic times in the United States. So it's important for the Prime Minister to, you know, really hit the reset button on the Canada-U.S. relationship, also obviously including discussions uh, with the Mexican president. Um, but it's important to take advantage of those opportunities. As you pointed out, Prime Minister Trudeau has a, a number of uh, items on his agenda, and he's, you know, looking for a captive audience. I think he will have that. How much of an impact he has down the road, we'll have to see. But it, it, it's a very useful and valuable opportunity for the prime minister to pursue and to really, you know, strengthen uh, this long and enduring relationship, which he which he referred to yesterday in comments made at the Woodrow Wilson Center uh, in Washington. He he has a number of things on his list, as we agree, uh, you know, saying he wants to push Canada's supply of critical minerals. He wants right. to talk about the supply chain. Um, it, it seems to me in a lot of ways what the prime minister is talking about trying to do, specifically with Joe Biden primarily, is to sort of reestablish Canada as a reliable and trustworthy and go-to partner, which I think we're not seeing the same way we were even just four or five years ago. Do I have that wrong? No, no, you're you're absolutely right. And it's a, it's a phrase that he used repeatedly yesterday afternoon about Canada being a reliable partner, Canada having access to 13 of the world's, you know, critical minerals, Canada's willingness to engage in various cooperative ventures with the United States and with Mexico. So I think what the Prime Minister is trying to do is really to dangle the carrot to say, you know, listen, we're here. We have been very supportive. Uh, we've tried to fight COVID together. We're certainly concerned about disruption to supply chains. We're concerned about a proposed tax credit that could be in this massive bill going through the U.S. Congress, uh, a tax credit uh, for uh, manufacturers of electric vehicles, which could have yep. implications for Canadian workers. Uh, we certainly have concerns about uh, fighting uh, climate change, all these different things. 
But what, what the Prime Minister has to understand is, uh, you know, what is happening in the United States today is very, very different than what happened, you know, 10 years ago. I, I, we don't even have to talk about what happened during the Trump years, but even before, he, he's operating in a very different environment. I mean, if we had time, we could talk about the relationship between other prime ministers and presidents and how they were able to strengthen that relationship. Joe Biden, as we know, has his hands full. He's trying to get through his legislative agenda. And as important as Canada is to Biden and to the United States, uh, you know, are we their number one priority? No, we're not. We have to make sure our voices are heard that we pursue the appropriate channels in D.C. to make sure that we get our points across. And that seems to be, I mean, and like you say, that that relationship has changed, and it's primarily because the United States is more focused on USA first, right? And when they when right. they make economic decisions, they're thinking of America first, which I think is completely and totally understandable, but in a lot of ways, it, it's having an impact on us, and we don't seem, like you say, getting our voices heard. That hasn't been happening. Well, that, that that's absolutely right, and you, you can't blame the United States. No. I mean, we're, we're two sovereign countries, uh, and at times our interests will confer, converge, at other times they won't. Joe Biden's primary responsibility is to pursue what is in the interest of the United States, not Canada. That's Justin Trudeau's responsibility. And so what the two of them have to do, uh, in addition, obviously, to uh, President uh, Lopez Obrador of Mexico, is to find common ground. I think the prime minister will be able to do that. How much of an impact he's going to have down the road, we're going to have to wait and see. But we can't lose sight of the fact that the United States is a very different country now. It's a country that has become increasingly divided, highly fragmented politically, very toxic. And so you're dealing with a president who is struggling. He's been struggling really since day one to get through his legislative agenda. Of course, the prime minister is aware of that, but that makes it even more important uh, for him to make sure that on these critical issues that we've already outlined, uh, that Canada's position is known and that we remain vigilant in terms of not only establishing, but strengthening our ties to key stakeholders in the United States to try and advance. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. That's our interest. Does he have Simone some work of his own to do when he goes down there talking about collaboration and, right. you know, supply chains and uh, yeah. climate change and all these sorts of things. There are some areas where Canada's collaboration with the United States is being called into question, specifically with COVID rules and how we're different from everybody else. Uh, you can right. talk about our, our handling of China. I mean, if he wants to preach collaboration to the United States, does he need to do a better job collaborating with the United States? He absolutely does. And, uh, you know, yesterday when he was giving remarks to the the Wilson Center, he talked about Canada falling behind on our relations with Indigenous communities. He talked about, you know, some of the other challenges. He's got to step up to the plate, too. So if he is preaching closer cooperation with the United States, he needs to lead by example. And there are plenty of things that we could focus on that would highlight you know, how in, in, in this important relationship, Canada has fallen behind. So it's not just about 
pointing fingers at the United States or saying, you've got to do more, we've got to do more, and we need to, to, to set an example. And what was interesting is when, he, uh, when Trudeau kept on referring to this close and long and enduring relationship, the one word that he didn't use, which we've often seen in the, spa, in the past, is special relationship. Mm-hmm. We talked about that during, you know, the Mulroney-Reagan years, the Mulroney-Bush years, uh, the special relationship that Jean Chrétien had with, with Bill Clinton. That word was not used. And I think people who look at the Canada-U.S. relationship, certainly over the last number of years, are very aware of that. We take for granted that it's special, but in what sense? Does it give us, you know, higher standing or greater access or privilege than other countries? In some ways, yes. In other ways, no. So our prime minister has to be politically astute. He has to be very savvy about what buttons to push and what priorities to assign to different bilateral and, indeed, with the summit, trilateral issues. Now, we're, of course, talking about Trudeau and Biden, and uh, the leaders grabbed the headlines, but there are massive delegations involved here. I mean, there's huge numbers of people. How do these summits work? What actually happens, and how is any progress made? Is it just meeting after meeting after meeting? Well, there are there are obviously several meetings, but the real work generally takes place, you know, behind the scenes in working groups. Uh, you know, people representing different federal government departments and federal agencies uh, in the United States and in Mexico. Um, so, so much of the work, honestly, is handed over to to civil servants, to bureaucrats, to policy uh, analysts who really work on on the fine details of any agreements that might emerge. Uh, we we heard from Christia Freeland uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. and, and she knows you know what goes into, for instance. Uh, you know, formulating a new trade pact with the USMCA. So that work doesn't tend to be, you know, attract attention, but that's really where it, it, it takes place. So it's not surprising that leaders capture the headlines. They, after all, represent sovereign countries. But it's the policy professionals. That what, it's what happens behind the scenes, the kind of leverage that is exercised in order to try and find common ground and move some of these issues forward. That's where the real work takes place. So if we're keeping score at home or we want to issue a report card at the end of the summit, what would be seen as a victory for Canada? What can we, do we need to come away with something tangible that he can hold up and say, hey, this is what we accomplished? Yeah, I'm not sure he's going to be able to do that uh, in the short term because after all, each one of these issues is complex and they're going to play out in different ways and over different time frames. So I think what he, he will, what, what Trudeau will say after the summit is he, he found it very useful that the uh, Biden administration was certainly open to some of the suggestions that Canada was making, and the Mexican president, I suspect, will, will, will say similar things. But we're, we're going to have to wait and see how it pans out, because you can't claim victory unless you have something that's tangible. Is it important to have this avenue of access? There is no doubt. You know, Canada needs the United States in order to, uh, you know, uh, further its position, strengthen its position on the world stage and obviously in, in bilateral and trilateral relations. But policy victories do not happen overnight. It's a lot of slogging. There's a lot of exchanges. And so it might not be for, for months 
uh, or even years before we really see what the outcome is. Will the Prime Minister be able to come out tomorrow and say, oh, you know, great, great victory. Uh, the Biden administration has decided to withdraw a tax, exent- a, a tax incentive for manufacturers of electric vehicles. No, he's not going to be able to say that. Mm-hmm. But what he is likely going to say is we had an open and frank discussion. Biden administration is well aware of what our concerns are, and we feel confident that we will be able to continue to work on these policy files down the road. I suspect that's what's going to come out of this. Just get some progress started. Um, Doctor, thank you so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate it. It's been my pleasure. You take care. You too. That is Dr. Donald Abelson, who, as I said, is director of the Brian Mulroney Institute of Government, Stephen K. Hudson Chair in Canada-U.S. Relations, and a professor at the Department of Political Science at St. Francis Xavier University.